Jones now. Capital 263. Yeah, Electronic Arts Gaming Expo. And I'm Dion Everybody, the co- the host, but then today I'm like, and, you know. No, yeah, you're the co-host. I'm Batman, you're Robin. Everyone knows that. Um, and I was Batman the whole time, so I'm okay with this. Uh, you know what? Batman is just a mental institute, like a mental patient. You know, yeah, he's just, he's just stuck over. Anyways, it doesn't even matter. It's better to be Robin in some cases. Robin is love, <laughs> interest and stuff. Yeah. Batman has Wonder Woman. And Catwoman. And, and Poison Ivy. And Batwoman back in the day. Everyone, all right. Batman is, all right. Batman, Batman is, is a lusty nigga. Yeah, he's, he's really thirsty. <laughs> You're going to have to censor that out. Wait, do we actually have? Never mind. Anyways. We don't censor. This is Capital 263. And this podcast free is to brought to it. you by Capital 263, by the way. Free to say it, free to do it. So, um, Tigab, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm all right. I just saw the Marvel's Inhuman. Um, trailer and talk about cringe dude yeah it's really terrible i watched it and i was really questioning a lot of things uh i honestly i didn't like it you didn't like it i didn't like it the first time i'm hearing you say you didn't like something from marvel and i applaud you for that uh i i didn't like no actually there are a number of things i don't like about marvel like the animations the animation universe (laughs) (laughs) they're too child friendly we don't have something spider-man 1990 was it which no but those ones ones are actually on point the old ones the one with the memes why do you hate that one no i don't hate it i love it it's bloody hilarious like the way the way you can make so many memes out of it, it's so funny. I, I yeah, it seems like old cartoons have more memes. I mean, the old Batman memes, the Robin yeah, yeah. memes, yeah, yeah. Even the, the older comics have a lot of memes. Yeah, the meme economy is really striving from those. That that is very true. All right, so, talking about um, economies thriving, EcoCash <laughs> have officially transacted more than two twenty three billion dollars, and this is really a nice. What what should I call it? Uh, what's the word? It's beautiful. It's Stepping amazing. Stone. Stepping stone. Yeah, we go. It's a milestone. Hey, <laughs> yes, a milestone. Yes, yes, the posh English, you know. Yes, hey, it's a milestone. It's, it's a milestone. But one thing that is impressing me about this is the fact that if you know your economics, um, our GDP in our country so far is at 13.98, about $14 billion. So yeah. they've managed to actually transact more money on EcoCash than our GDP overall. Yeah, this is very impressive. But then, <laughs> then again, it's not very impressive. We're a broke country, so <laughs> I mean, that's like yeah. When I looked at it, I was actually kind of shocked. Thirteen billion is very so. Yeah, it's little. impressive and not impressive at the same time. Um, basically, basically, Bill Gates could buy um Zimbabwe a few times over. Yeah, it's actually really sad. Um, people who are rich can buy this country over and over again a couple of times. Um. Yeah, but it's really impressive that Iconet, you know, like in just a few, a few just a few years, they've uh, has six, been able, six years, it's actually five. But they established in twenty eleven. Yeah, they established in twenty eleven. Like they, they introduced it, but then they fully launched it the following year in twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's impressive. But it's, it's yeah, it's it's really impressive that they over the the last few years they've been able to to establish this. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, you had something to say about the core i9, this problem, what's happening? All right, so uh, recently we talked about, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the new Intel architecture, the, the core i9s. I actually forgot the code name for the architecture. It's, it's really, yeah, you can't remember everything. So that means more power, more PCI Express lanes, more cores, you know, like the core i7 launched with a maximum of eight, wait, no, when you, when, well, could, when it originally launched, the first generation of Core 7 could go up to eight cores. Yeah. Now, this generation of Core i9s, the flagship, can go up to 18 cores. Um, 18, not 16. 18, and mm. uh, the minimum core count for every Core i9 is It's, it's Cannon Lake, by the way. Yeah. That's a very funny name. Yeah. Cannon Lake. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that was... <laughs> they like they lost they they just they they, they ran out of ideas. KB Lake, Broadwell, Sky Lake. Broadwell, Sky Lake, Sky Lake X, Broadwell E, Cannon Lake, Cannon Lake. It's a lake and it's full of cannons and those <laughs> cannons <laughs> are melting motherboards. What's <laughs> happening with the melting motherboards thing? All right, so the thing is, uh, these Cannon Lakes. What was it supposed to be? Coffee Lake, or maybe it's the more or it, or maybe it's Coffee Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe it's it's the other the other what uh, right now because right now what's happening these are Sky Lake X. What about the yeah. Kirby Lake X? Are, are those gonna be the coffee lakes? I'm confused. Yeah, the, this is also confusing. But then all that matters is that they're getting better, but better. people aren't. Yeah, they're getting better, better, and but, people uh, the, can't the, like you know they they can't maintain the standards when it came to the motherboards. Yeah, the motherboards were not ready, you know, like those those dudes, they thought they could, they were smart, but they, they were not smart. All right, so basically, um uh yeah. smart, but they were not smart. You know, companies like Asus, uh MSI and everything make uh gaming motherboards and motherboards for the, for those um newer chips. And the problem is that these motherboards have been having have been having issues with temperature and like keeping the temperature down after CPU itself. Um, for example, yeah. you no, know, like a normal CPU under heavy loads, it's supposed to be like around the 70, 80 range. Yeah. Or 90 if you have a terrible cooler. Then 90 if you're, if, if, if you're yeah. just like living on the, on the rough side. <laughs> you really, you know, I just pictured like drag addict or something. Like, <laughs> like a hobo. Oh man, I don't have enough coolers. Uh, 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 you got more of those coolers, bro. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Hundred in the hundreds if if the hundreds yeah. like are really like that zone where you where you're where you're killing your own CPU and your motherboard. So that's a problem. The new uh core i nines have been going up to hundred and ten degrees. Not even fully overclocked or anything. Yeah. These have been uh, clogged to 4.5 gigahertz. Might not sound, might not seem like much, but I think it sounds like much. No, it might not seem like much, but then you consider that the new Core i7 and Core i9s can can go to an average, an average system average of five gigahertz. So it goes higher than five. Yeah, like the world record. The, the world record. Remember the the world record for the highest clock frequency on. On the new Core i9s is actually seven point five gigahertz. Oh yes, yes, I remember that. So now That's the problem madness. is, if they're not even going this high and they're melting boards and warping boards and everything, what 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 now? So, uh, the the few the few the few the few uh, the few tricks that users have been doing so far, uh, they are 
they are they're removing the what the heat sinks of the CPUs, and therefore the CPUs are going to throttle and keeping the temperature down, which is actually smart. Yeah, I think the throttling idea is really a good one because. I mean, fair enough, you won't be able to use the full capacity of the CPU, but then, on the other hand, look, at least you have a motherboard that actually works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, the thing is, are they going to revise and go over? Obviously, they're going to revise and go over the motherboards and intro, like, uh, introduce try, new ones. Yeah, but until then, unless you have a, CP, like a proper liquid cooling, like nitrogen or helium liquid nitrogen or whatever, yeah. Or krypton or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> unless of liquid yeah. cooling, yeah, you're you're really botched in this case. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people have been have been botched by this, and we've been botched as people because apparently in America, as you've heard, you know this whole. I'm sorry to bring politics into this, but yeah, politically, Trump's administration, the FCC, those guys, they're trying to remove net neutrality, yeah. and people are protesting against it. We are hearing that there's officially going to be a protest from Battle for the Net, that's battleforthenet.com, on July the 12th of this year. And it's a lot of big companies. We're talking Twitter, Amazon, Reddit. They're all part of that. And this is the reason I brought it up. Porn companies are also joining in. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, we're getting X videos. You well, we haven't heard from X videos yet. Oh, it's actually Pornhub. Is X videos... Who owns X videos anyway? I don't know. What is it Pornhub? I, I know that Pornhub is always... Upfront about these things and and, and movements and everything. But yeah, Pornhub is there. Um, X Hamster is there. Red Tube is there. Yes, people. We we know you know these sites. We know. (laughs) You're saying that thing. Oh, I don't know them. Oh, Pornhub. What is it? No, you You know. You know them. Many vids. Yeah, your favorite one is probably this. Right. So you might be wondering what does Pornhub and like the other other companies have to do with this? It actually makes sense. Uh, TCAP, give that explanation you gave me earlier. Um, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, I told you earlier about it, how companies would just say, like, if you're an internet service provider, you just be like, okay, great, here's a normal package, right? But if you go on any porn site, it'll be, like, super slow or not even available. But if you want to have some naughty time for yourself, just go ahead and buy the XXX Plus package for an extra $30.99, sorry, $39.99, and you can access all your guilty pleasures and yeah, stuff like so, that. Like, you could see that happening. So at the end of the day, it actually interferes with the business for these companies, these companies. Um, yes, so these by, by by vouching for net neutrality, that means they're getting more customers and more viewers, which is really weird. Um, I mean, last year we, we the, the world population is around like what, seven point something billion, but you pointed ninety eight billion visits, which is ninety eight really, billion visits. Yeah. Oh, like every time someone visits the site again, yeah, it, it, it counts. Easy, Pete. That's a lot. That is a lot. Oh yeah, my and you know what's weird? TCAP, you probably account for like a billion of those. A billion? Well, it depends. I have my specific website. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's keep this family friendly. Speaking of billions, uh, Google has been fined billions by the European Commission. And so. You might be wondering, why would the European Commission find Google billions of dollars? Uh, this is actually because under the EU, the, it has laws and everything that keeps a company from advertising its own um, product on its product. On its product over other products. Over other products. Oh, yeah, that's the, yeah. that's the important part. All right. So, all right, you might be like wondering, huh? All right. So, the problem is that Google was using its Google search engine to 
uh, to what? Upvote and advertise its own products and recommend them over other products. Mm. It might not seem it not might not seem like much, but then every time you look for something, right? Uh, you you, you want to buy? Let's say you're looking best foods, Pixel comes up. Yeah, that 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 is exactly. true. That actually so, happens. Yes. So yeah, it it makes it puts the uh, Google in a position whereby people naturally just visit its products and buy its products over other products. Remember, Microsoft was actually fined the same way. Um, by yeah. by the EU because of internet yeah back Explorer. in the days yeah, yeah. exactly back in the days so Google was found guilty of this and it was fined um one point uh, two point seven billion dollars which is not much when you look at it but then yeah for Google for Google yeah before, but for Google for Google it's, it's not, not so much. much it's not much they're like yeah. worth three hundred and thirty billion or somewhere somewhere there it's still a chunk of them like, yeah it has, it eats a into tiny, their revenue yeah a tiny chunk but yeah they're still making cash. And at the same time, like recently, we also saw Apple getting fined by. Um, was it also? Wasn't it also the EU? Uh, no, it was I, I, Ireland for. Oh, Ireland! Yeah, oh, yes, Ireland for not paying taxes in a country that already has really low taxes. Yeah, and tax benefits. So wow. they, they, were, they were they were really making a lot of cash and not paying taxes at all, and they were fined eleven point three billion dollars. That is, I feel like that is. That is still like it's a drop it's, in the ocean. Yeah, it's not like, it's not a lot for Apple considering they're worth about seven hundred and fifty billion dollars. Yeah, and, it's like uh, a uh, teaspoon in the lake. Yeah, and they are on their way to become the world's first um, billion dollar trillion dollar company. Yeah, yeah, it might not seem like that, but then it's actually good to see that these corporations and companies and countries are going after these, you know, these late like major companies that smaller corporations cannot lay a finger on and the because they become these yeah. megalomania com- companies. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, if a smaller company or a corporation were to go af- after Apple, Apple could easily squander their name. Yeah, because they just have to send a like a, a team of lawyers and just say and they're dead. Sue them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Assassins, yeah. yeah, so that's what's uh, happening. I imagine that as a double job, lawyer and assassin. <laughs> well, technically that's the devil. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you see. But he's not an assassin, but then sometimes if you do mess up, he goes after you. So, yeah. And Google are going after a new custom fingerprint scanner for the Pixel 2. We saw in the Pixel 1, that's the, the phone that Google introduced. It's a great phone. They, uh, they use the Nexus um, fingerprint scanner. The Nexus, if, for those who don't know, is the phone that Google also made. It's a different brand, but it was mainly for developers yeah. to test like Android and stuff. Yeah, but the Pixel is a proper high-end, you know, smartphone that's out to compete with the iPhone and stuff. So the new version that's probably going to come out this year is apparently going to have its own custom-built fingerprint scanner, new altogether. Yeah, and we're we're seeing we're seeing Google like uh, taking taking an Apple approach to things, Apple Samsung approach to things. Whereby they're actually making their own hardware rather than getting hardware from third parties and and other companies mm-hmm. and stuff. They're they're choosing recently. App uh, Google announced that it was it was it was that what you know, uh, uh, let me relax. <sighs> okay, that it had hired one of Apple's cheap architect, cheap architects engineers. Exactly, that is a mouthful though. Cheap architect engineers is uh, really like <laughs> easily say it. <laughs> All right, uh, to to design the Apple the, like the next cheap for for the what. The Google Nexus, and this is actually good in a way, since Apple, Apple really has nice chips, or maybe just in a well optimized. They know how to sell them. Yeah, a, a well optimized 
operating system anyway. I've always been a big fan of the integrated approach. I'm not a big fan of like different, um, you know, stuff from different places. It's easy, for, like drivers, it can all get very complicated and it's not really well optimized. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy to see that Google are clamping down on stuff like this so that they can make sure the experience is, you know, yeah. flawless. Yeah, and... I don't oh, yeah, know. and Samsung, by the way. The reason why Samsung are t- take that approach is because they can basically make every single component. Like, you know, Apple actually lease out in the same way. Like, when it comes to stuff like the, the chip, it's actually made by someone else using their designs and stuff. Samsung design, and they actually make the, the processors, they actually make the screens, they actually make the batteries. Like, everything is made by Samsung because they have, you know, different parts. Like, it's a big company, as we know, and they have different people making different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, and speaking about hardware, recently, Vivo announced that it... Actually, no, not announced. Uh, showed off its new fingerprint scanner. What's so special about this fingerprint scanner? Fingerprint scanners have been here since 2015 or 2014. Well, yes, and, you know, Touch ID was the first one, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, whatever. Anyways... Um, uh, what's so special about this? It's, it's the world's first underscreen fingerprint scanner. That's right. It's going to be under the screen. It won't be like, you know... So you don't actually need a physical or a physical. Nope, it'll be like part of the screen. And that's actually impressive. Yeah. And remember, people, today is Saturday, the 1st of July, 2017. And we are reporting as Technology Podcast FM thingy that Vivo was the first... <laughs> company to make an underscreen fingerprint scanner not apple vivo not samsung vivo not sony vivo okay <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by vivo <laughs> oh i have a very big story about what we just did what coming soon <laughs> yes no like like is in in a few minutes from okay. now so keep listening uh yeah so uh let me stretch uh, um yeah, the, 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 the fingerprint scanner basically works like any other fingerprint scanner. Is it like equal matching performance or? Uh, sl- well, in, in performance, it's slight, slight latency. Uh, it's not instantaneous like the, uh, the Apple fingerprint scanner or the Touch OnePlus ID. 5 or anything. Or mm. the S8. It, it, it actually has a latency of one second. Well, which is not much. Yeah, it's but not I, really I, much. But, but it, then for the yeah. benefits, it's actually, it, it works underwater. That also, so it's an underscreen fingerprint scanner that works underwater. Yes. Let's hope it doesn't underperform. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works. I have a feeling it'll be good, but people will feel that latency. When you get used to something being instant, yeah. that slight delay becomes very apparent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really hope that with updates in drivers and software or even make an updated version of this. I mean, this is the only first, this is only the first version of it. You still yeah. remember how... The, the first fingerprint scanners, the first actual fingerprint scanners used to take like one second or two seconds or three seconds. Oh, you know, the lock. ones on the on the laptops, the funny... Yeah, and the ones the on the older like Samsung phones, which I actually had to... Swipe down and Swipe stuff. down like twice or something for you to recognize your fingerprint scanner. So yeah, oh, this is word. actually good. Horrible. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so first of all, um, like now, now we're heading on to the, the show show. <laughs> show show. <laughs> Oh, that's an actually a good one. Let's call this that from now on. The show show. <laughs> okay, now in the show show. And we're talking about two devices today. At least I will be talking about two devices today. The Amazon Echo Show. And later on, we'll talk about the OnePlus 5. So let's start with the Echo Show. For Wait, the... before we start. What? We need to talk about Ethereum mining. 
Oh, yes, yes, right. the GPU gate. And it, we need to have a sexy name for this. Sexy name, let's see. Um, cryptographic gate, no. Cryptogate. Cryptogate. That actually works out well. Let's go with that. All right, Cryptogate. We are journalists, dude. This is amazing. <laughs> yes, All right. Cryptogate. So we, we, we recently chose to talk about Ethereum mining on this because it's not really that large in cryptocurrency mining because other companies are still blind to it and we're one of the first people to actually talk about it. Mm. Mm. Take that, take Zim. <laughs> Please don't be with us. Uh, anyways, so recently people that might have been searching for uh, a GPU in the gaming market have realized that prices for GPUs that were around $200, $300 have skyrocketed like going far as, as, as high as $600 and $800. I mean, a GTX 1070 the other day was going for, for $700 on Amazon. What? Yeah. $700. All right. So you might be wondering this, like why even, even the 1080 T, no, the 1050 Ti has gone from just being a measly, like what? 110, 135, yeah, like, to going up as high as uh, what, 200, 180, 190 dollars there. All right, so this is the thing that's happening. Um, uh, really? there, yeah, continue. There's been a spike in the, in, the, in the value of Ethereum. Ethereum is a virtual currency that's encrypted, kind of like Bitcoin. Yeah, it's, it's so actually similar to Bitcoin. Similar to Bitcoin. Like, it's, right, you know, like people who are well versed with uh, cryptocurrency, there's Bitcoin, there's Varium, there's Ethereum, there's Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin, like various forms of encrypted currency. So when when Bitcoin had a spike in 2012, 13, there we saw we saw something similar to this was when by whereby CPUs went missing online and you couldn't buy them and no when stock you, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, when you wanted to buy them, they were going for higher prices. Same thing that's happening right now. We're seeing these prices spiking and GPUs going out of stock. This is actually because people are buying GPUs in. In bulk, people are buying 12, 15 GPUs at the same time just to mine cryptocurrencies. And how people are mining this currency, you might be wondering. All right, so when you're doing transactions online, when your PC... Um, all right, let me do it in a simple way. I, yeah, this is actually I really see you're getting there, yeah. Let's let try me, and keep this explained like I'm five, kind of. All right, all right. When you transact uh, these currencies, is transactions go through your machine or your mining machine and calculate them and whatever thingy, there's a block amount of cash that you're given. So you okay. So basically, it's like if I'm on the internet and I have Bitcoin and I want, and someone wants to exchange Bitcoin to buy, uh, like I don't yeah. know, a, a fluffy toy. Yeah. They buy the fluffy toy. Let's say they buy it for five dollars. But because my computer is processing it, yeah. I take my tax of, let's say, I don't know. A few cents. A few cents, like 10 cents. Exactly. That's what's happening. Uh. So people have been using these GPUs. So oh, the I currency everything now. is only processed by GPUs. Not That's, CPUs. Well, back in the days, it used to be more CPU bound. But then like GPUs got powerful and Ethereum is, is different from Bitcoin. Bitcoin still needs CPU, but then... You also need a powerful uh, CPU. Graphics card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So with every transaction, you get cash. So with people, that's why with people, for each GPU, you're getting a certain amount of cash. You see? So the more processing, the faster processing, the more cash you get over time. Huh. 
So that seems quite lucrative, actually. Yeah, well, it's not short-term lucrative. It's one of those long-term lucrative things. Yeah, like over like a year or so. Yeah, so I was watching an experiment of someone using a 1080 to uh, mine cryptocurrency, in this case, Ethereum, for a day. They were only able to get a dollar five cents, you know. Well, yeah, it's does it wouldn't be that much since yeah. it's a few cents. So you, you might be you might be wondering why should I buy why should I buy um like a five hundred like like what two like what five five two hundred dollar GPUs just to get a cent a day, like one dollar uh, fifty five cents a day, but then it might not make sense short term, but over a longer period of time you're able to get more cash. I mean, that's every GPU processing a dollar, five cents per day. And you have like, what, 12 of those? Yeah. So that's then, $12 a day. Yes, per day. Then you calculate that with weeks, months, yes. and everything. So you're able to get a, long, a lot of amount of cash over a long period of time. That's the thing with Bitcoin. That's the thing that's affecting Bitcoin right now because... Um, Companies have like these large warehouses that have Bitcoin mining machines. And so it's really pointless for people to jump into Bitcoin mining because they're really corporate, corporate companies that have that game already like they have that game on yeah. a lock hold. They have these super large supercomputers logged in warehouses and they're able to just process that over a long period of time. So it would be really useless for you to take your potato PC and try to jump into that market. But with <laughs> Ethereum, it was really, it's, it's really sort of. Recently, it was an unpop- unpopular, so people started flocking to it suddenly. Yeah. Mm. So it's like a bubble, I think. It, yeah. It feels like it's a bubble. Like something's going to happen, it'll just pop, and then Ethereum well, will go down again. Yeah. And, well, Google, no, uh, AMD and NVIDIA have been putting... Um, yeah. NVIDIA actually saying that they're going to launch a, a graphics card specifically for mining currency. Yeah. And AMD, same thing with AMD. Uh, though people are preferring AMD uh, graphics cards because they're better to performance to price ratio. Yeah, they're more affordable. Yeah. I, I definitely see that being a thing. Yeah, so that's basically it. I hope you understood that. Uh, you know, no, I think it's an interesting story. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people understood it. But yeah, yeah well, we're going to have to wait and see how that thing goes. If you're a gamer and you're looking to build a machine, I, I'd, I'd hold on yeah, for people, now. People, it's really advised right now that you actually wait. I mean... Prices are skyrocketing. A GPU would be able to get for $200, you get, you're going to get for $300. Oh, worse, yeah. Or $400. So just wait just, out on yeah, it. Yeah, wait out on it. But there'll be a time when it'll be like super cheap again yeah. because of this whole debacle. I, I predict it's a bubble and it'll AMD. actually pop soon. AMD. <laughs> yeah, AMD is actually AMD cheap. Yeah, AMD. I'm green, dude. AMD. <laughs> Inside joke, you understand that. I was looking at this new device from Amazon called the Amazon Echo Show. Um, <sighs> have you heard of it? I've heard of Amazon Echo. Wait, is yes. that Amazon? Like, it's confirmed it's like the, the Google. No, oh, wait. It's like confirmed it's like the HomePod for Suri, Siri, right? No, similar to that. The touchscreen device with yes. the speakers and everything. Yes, yeah. yes. That HomePod is a, t- is a touchscreen. Yeah, there's a touchscreen. Wow, I don't know. No, not a HomePod. Um, Amazon Echo thingy. The, the Echo. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically that. So then they have the Echo and the Echo Dot, which are the two um, personal assistant, virtual assistant, Siri, Alexa thingy that they have so far for the home. 
they've introduced this new one called the Amazon Echo Show. It has a touchscreen. Yeah, that's it's what not I'm like about. an amazing touchscreen. Like, oh my god, it's just a basic touchscreen. Yeah, and it looks honestly when I saw it, I was it, like, this looks like a crusty. Macintosh. It looks. It looks. Uh, it did look crusty, and it looks like a Macintosh, like an old, like you know, the, the old, old ones. Yes, exactly. the old just Macintosh. a miniature version of it. Exactly. That's the same that's thing what that it I looks thought. like. That's the same thing that I thought. Like, like for for me, that we thought about. I thought I was, we were speaking about different things, so I had to hold down on it. But oh, yeah, yeah. Now we're, now on the you same page. we're on the same page. It's ugly. You. I don't. I. You think it's ugly? <laughs> it's ugly. I don't remember understand. those old fifties um, kitchen computer adverts. They used to say that this is what the future would look like, and then yeah, they'd be this I, I do not TV understand. thing. It looks like that. I don't understand where they went for this look. I mean, with Google, they're going for these portable looks, posh looks. That mm, look uh, yes, nice and, and they look so beautiful. Apple, then the Amazon is just there. It's just there. Yeah, design-wise, yeah, it looks weird. But it has some really good speakers, apparently. Like, really impressive speakers. Have you yeah, seen I speakers? Yeah, I mean, with the size, with the size of everything, they had to at least put a reason for making it large and everything. Large and bulky compared to its competition. Yeah, they, 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 these, those speakers look massive. So what do you think about this whole um, home assistant, digital assistant thingy that people are getting into? Mm. I mean, even NVIDIA is its own assistant powered by... Yeah. Really? NVIDIA. Do, when, NVIDIA has its own home assistant. <laughs> yes. Go, what? Okay, look. Um, have you seen the one from Econet, actually? Connected home. I don't know what it. I don't know if it's like a device or is it. I don't know what exactly is going on with that thing. But then it's like it's a it's a thing that um, Econet have as well. And I was looking at it, and, and one of the first things that come into my mind when I see these things is that they look so creepy. <laughs> they are so creepy. Like I want to enjoy this idea. I want to say, oh man, I want to have this in my home. It looks like it will change the world. But every time I just think, like, what if this thing is recording me? All right. <laughs> what if this thing is... And now the touchscreen has... Like, that's can, the thing. You can video call now. Like, it can record your video. That's the thing when NVIDIA was showing off its new AI, which is powered by its GPUs. Yes, and it's using Google Assistant, apparently. Powered by its GPUs. That's really interesting. You know, it was, it's, they, they said they we're trying to simulate human activity. You know, like a person woke up in their bed, right? Then it said, good morning. Then it did the toast and everything. I'm just like, hey. Like, yeah, it's actually all connected. You know, like how oh, first all countries like, have... Yeah, yes, exactly. I understand this thing. Like, it will automatically switch on the toaster exactly. and everything. And yeah, the coffee and everything. I'm like, really? This is interesting. And the that curtains open. What if I hack into that scary. thing? It's and really I just scary. Try, dude, oh, you know, that's it. Like, no, it would be a really cool um, a horror movie idea. What? Someone hacks... Or go... No, someone actually hacks into that home assistant thing. <laughs> and oh, scares someone in it. Or the home assistant goes rogue. Yeah, exactly. You see, that would be really interesting. We should like make a, a a horror film. So this is really questionable. I mean, in terms of privacy, this does not look good. But in terms of assistance and everything, this is really nice. Uh, for the first, like we're seeing innovation. I've never that, that in the is past true. It's very we, functional. We haven't seen innovation like this. But uh, I don't know. This is this is really scary. People as people. The thing with people with looking at this, they're skeptical. They're scared to jump into this. They're but like, we, we should give it service and tell people that it has two specific, all the, at least the Echo Show has two buttons to switch off the mic and to switch off the camera. Like if you want to switch them off, you just have to tap on a button and it's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the problem is people are scared of their privacy. 
But the fact that you're talking to a computer in your entire home, it's everywhere. It sees you taking a dump. Yeah, it can hear as well. Like when you go when, to when you videos, when you like talk, you don't have to like you know when we take our phones, we kind of put them close to our ear to talk. I mean, close to our our mouth so we can say something. Like if it's across the room, you don't have to shout like. Hello, Alexa. You just have to say, hey, Alexa, because it actually has like good enough microphones and speakers to hear across a whole room. Yeah. I haven't seen specifics of what the range is, but yeah, it seems the, like it's pretty You know, good. the thing that's like these things are going to be able to control the lighting, the conditioning, um, what? Temperature, thermostats. T- exactly. Music, your, your TV, your, your gadgets and everything. This is really weird. Like it's really weird. Juju. I it's do like not juju. trust this magic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems quite fishy. But I'm actually looking forward to where this thing goes. Like, I don't know how they'll sort out the privacy issues. And maybe we'll just become... Well, maybe we'll just ignore it. I mean, look, we're walking around with, with, with basic... With, the, with these phone thingies. And they have mics and cameras, front cameras, back cameras, microphones that can record you at any moment of time. If, someone, if they're hacked. That's the what, thing. But the problem yeah. with, with that... With this. Enough is that information is always going to be transferred back to Google, back to Google and to you and everything. Mm. You know, like these, these, what, uh, these devices and everything can do all these things, but unless you don't want to, unless somebody actually hacks your information or decides to take it, it's always going to be on your phone. Yeah, and it's With, going for $270, yeah, which is a pretty reasonable, I think. Yeah, it's, it's reasonable for, all, for everything it does. Yeah. So does it do anything special compared to the others? It was just the same thing, trying to take a chunk out of the market. Like Apple. It has a spot-in thing where someone can like, basically call you and automatically answers. Answering machines. Hmm. Basically, yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Like someone can just call you and just... What's it? Yeah, it's like um, spot-in. Like get in, like jump in or something like that. And like all you have to do is just say, I don't want. But if you don't, it'll automatically like video call right oh. then and there it's kind of weird they made it look like it's a good thing but it was really it's, weird yeah. but it's already a good device I'm looking forward to seeing how it does yeah yeah we'll just have to see about this and now we move on to what I wanted to really talk about the OnePlus 5 it was released I think last week yeah last week and it's been shaking up you know there are two sides to this debate today very controversial phone first of all it looks good it looks great it, it looks great it has a great display, standard display using a normal processor. Like, the specs aren't really anything to cry about or to... But people are crying about it, actually. Yeah. But I heard this interesting theory about it. People are saying that the camera is just... Like, if the camera is bad, people just hate the whole device. So the problem is just that the camera is bad. What Do you think that's the case? People say the camera is bad. Yes, like... It's not that it's bad, okay. When I say it like that, no, it's not. It's just that the camera it's just, is okay. not as good enough as the iPhone sevens and the S eight, basically. Yeah, that is actually what the problem is. Like, if you compare pictures from a OnePlus five to an S eight plus and a seven plus, you can clearly see that one phone is totally different from the others. Yeah, it's a great no, it's a great camera, but it's just not the best. Yes, that's the problem. So people are crying about that. No, I feel like people shouldn't just shouldn't complain about this in the first place, considering that the OnePlus 5 is $200 cheaper than the rest of its competition. 200 Yeah. It's like it's going for $500. It's going for 480 The yeah. 7 Plus no. is cheaper than the S8 Plus, and that's going for 770 
with 32 gigs of memory. Yeah, I mean, it's going for cheaper prices. Yeah, it's going so for $200 cheaper. Yeah, 200 Yeah, that's what I said. You said 100 I said 200 Did you? Yeah. It's going for $200 cheaper than the rest of the competition. You know, like... Well, yeah, I mean, we agree on the same point, so yeah. The fact that you're paying $500 for something that's similar, it's not... It's not better it's similar and in some cases it's, it's competitive better. yeah in some say. cases it actually is better than the rest than the than, than its competition i mean the s8 in some speed taste was embarrassed by the by the one plus yeah. five the s8 only the s8 plus only beats the one plus five at on screen and camera basically those are the only two places where it really like beats it so, everywhere else it's basically so, so why would level. you complain in this case i don't really understand people this is I, I, this time I'm actually defending OnePlus on that. Yeah, and it beats both of them and on memory. It has a whopping eight gigabytes of RAM. Of yeah, then, that's more RAM than some of um, people's computers today. Yeah, and if that that RAM is actually a, fa- a, a higher frequency than average, I forgot the frequency. And it's lighter than both phones as well. Then the memory, the memory, it has blazing fast flash memory that's faster than the most of the market i don't know if it's faster than the s8 is it faster does it have fl- uh, flash memory that's faster than the s8 like faster file retrieval i don't think so but i'm not Wait, sure. they're actually using the same the same type of format they're using the same type of everything like a lot of the specs are the same like the snapdragon the same processor same RAM. Yeah, the, but the screen op- is very similar. But optimization can differ from company to company. company so yeah, that's true. At the end of the day, you might have the same hardware, but then if you don't have the good software to run it, so it's not. Okay, so another complaint that people have had, I don't really care, but people have had this complaint is that it's an iPhone lookalike. And like, I, I, we can't even argue. That is patently true. It literally looks like an iPhone at the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at first, I was like that, but then I watched the OnePlus. Um, it's an iPhone of- 7 with a headphone jack. <laughs> so, yeah, at first, I was, I was in the same ship, but then I watched the, the OnePlus 5, making of the OnePlus 5 documentary. Did you watch that? On The Verge? Yeah. I stopped watching it, and that's where my problem comes in. That's where I'm getting mad. Why? I'm not happy with the fact that OnePlus 5 actually... And this is a theory, but I think, I'm, I, I, think I have, like, you know... You know I, I think that they're just buying people. That's what I think is happening. I think mean? they bought The Verge and like they paid them to say good things about them. And I think they did the same to MKBHD. And I think they gave them scripts to talk, to no, say no, no. the exact same thing. The fact, no, the, the fact actually, that. I'm going to, no, I'm going to actually find what MKBHD said. And we're going to put it on the podcast and we're going to take The Verge, what they said, and we're going to put it on the podcast as well. And people are going to hear that they said the exact same thing. Not like, like, dude, the phrasing was literally the same thing. All right, the thing is, I can actually take this, the stand for, for OnePlus. The fact that, okay, the fact that their company is only a couple of hundred people. It's a, it's a small company, right? A very small company. Very but small. it's owned by a bigger company. Yeah, but then this company... Electronics is the yeah, third biggest vendor in the world after Samsung and Apple. Yeah, but they're not doing anything to help them. I mean, OnePlus, OnePlus itself is engineering the everything and everything. They're doing the whole thing itself, just like... Well, that's just yeah, it. but the technology, like, for example, the dash charging, it's from the company. Yeah, but then they were not given anything else besides that. I mean, look at that to minimize the, 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 the innovation. Okay, Gary, look, I'm not against OnePlus at all. I don't have anything you are against, against No, no, what you I'm against, against is how they're marketing. Against. That's all. Like, I don't appreciate when, 
Look, their phone is good. They don't need to have this aggressive marketing campaign. People, we already love you, OnePlus. People go out and they have good things to say about OnePlus. Why on earth would you do something like that? Because it gets annoying when I have to go on my YouTube and everyone's saying the same thing. It's not like, oh, look, um, this guy is saying the same idea. No, no, word for word, Gary. Word for word. OnePlus says its goal is to make the best Android phone you can buy. And it listens to its fan base and current customers to find out what it needs to do to make that happen. Last year's OnePlus 3 received a claim for its design and build quality. But one recurring piece of feedback was the camera just wasn't up to par. I think one of the most common things have been the camera. Like it is a, it's a, the OnePlus 3T is a phone that can compete with all the flagships out there. But the camera is slightly, uh, it's a good camera, it's not a, an amazing camera. You can actually listen to what your core fan base and what your core customers actually want and try to give them that exact product. So OnePlus 5 is another incremental improvement over OnePlus 3T with a few big bullet point changes and a couple minor touch-ups. So first thing you'll notice is the insane specs. You can tell it's an enthusiast brand here. Snap. All right, whatever, all right, we just have to see that. But then I'm saying the fact that, you no, know, they don't have as much, what, pocket money like Apple and Samsung to actually innovate and make these 4K displays and everything like the rest of the companies or make the, their own super AMOLED display or anything like that. Um, these companies are actually having to work with minimum. For, for example, you know, you saw what they said about their display. Mm -hmm. they, settled, they ultimately settled for a 1080 display because they didn't have enough resources to actually engineer a 1440p or 2K or or what, a 4K display like the other companies. Yeah, I guess. And Same thing with yeah. their camera. They actually really tried their best. They're a small company. They do not have advanced resources or tech to, to make these super beast cameras. Dude, I have nothing against the We might the see that in the future. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying we might see that in the future. I but just, look, I'm just here to complain about how they are marketing it. And I think... They need to just, like, not do that. Like, you're already loved, guys. We already love you, OnePlus 5. So just keep making good phones. But I think one issue that OnePlus 5 had, or OnePlus in general had with this whole thing, is the fact that at the beginning, they just destroyed expectations over and over again. They did just so well. So this phone wasn't really at that point. It wasn't really like, oh, my God, they broke expectations yet again. It was just a good phone. It was a, it was a great phone, actually. But it didn't do that whole, wow. So people were just like, ah, I, I think, why? I think the thing is that people didn't, they didn't, they didn't put as much innovation. Or basically, this is the iPhone 7 of OnePlus phones. The yeah, facts, exactly. exactly. It's the, it it's looks got like a great performance and everything. Yeah. It's got a great performance and everything. But they ultimately, they didn't put, the, uh, they didn't put enough innovative features in it to make it. Yeah, there was nothing amazing about it. And they even increased the price, so that could be another thing people were talking but about. I re but I really love the fact... Well, they did put... Well, they, they, right now, they're only in the position to put um, software innovations rather than hardware innovations because that is easier to pull off. Yes, it's using Oxygen OS, by the way, for those who don't know. Yeah. Gary, what's Oxygen OS, by the way? Oxygen OS is a custom ROM by Oxygen. So, yeah, basically, it's, it's, it's a custom Android which is close to stock Android, but then you, it, it gives you more accessibility and options. You don't have to put launches to customize it. You can just pull and toggle things, make it change, yeah. uh, better handling, better uh, optimization, faster speeds, uh, better battery, battery life and everything. So it's 
basically everything better, better, better. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, I, I like Oxygen OS and I'm happy that they're using Oxygen OS instead of, you know, um, a crappy custom TouchWiz. You know, I used to love TouchWiz. I loved TouchWiz. When the S2 was there, the S2, the S, those, that, TouchWiz was amazing. It looked amazing. But I, I'm guessing that's because they basically copied iOS at the time. Yeah. But then, you know, now, now it's like, what is this? What, what is this TouchWiz? Samsung, what is this? <sighs> I'm sorry we're talking about Samsung. But, but yeah, ultimately, I have to say that. But ultimately, I, I can say that the, the OnePlus 5 is actually a great phone. It's a great phone. No, it's a great Obviously, phone. Obviously, definitely it, a great phone. It falls short in terms of the camera compared to like the other industry giants. But yeah, it's, it's, it, for what it is, it, it's a great phone. So yeah, let us know if, you, if, if you've heard of the... Oh yeah, sorry, before confirm the price is $480, right? Yeah, $480. I highly doubt you'll be able to find it in Zimbabwe. Like Gary keeps saying, they're a small company. I've heard that phrase too many times. Yeah, they're and they've Don't selected say it again. markets actually. So yeah, and yeah, it will be hard to find in Zimbabwe. But if you want, you can always buy it online. I don't know if that would work for our country, but it should. Yeah, they should ship worldwide, and you should be able to get it. And if you want to get it, I suggest you do. But then, if things go wrong, I don't know where the repair shop for OnePlus Five would be here in Zimbabwe. <laughs> so you'd have to figure that out as well. But we'll look. We'll look. Yeah, we'll see. But honestly, all right, tell us what you think about the OnePlus 5 or in the words features. Is it innovative enough? Did OnePlus deliver? Did it under-deliver? Um, yeah, just your basic thoughts on this. Yeah, we'd love to hear. Uh, do you have any thoughts? Or is, or do you no, know? all my thoughts are at home. <laughs> Good? Yes, yes. Uh, or do you want to add uh, all right, the OnePlus audio? I'm going to add it. I'm going to add it, but this is where we're going to cut the podcast, right? All right, so... We so say, bye-bye. There's not going to be... Like, we're going to cut it already, like... Yeah. But yeah, bye, people. I, yeah. Bye. And now... Capital 263...